0: is your boy maurice mcmillan with another episode of the don't quote me podcast i am recording this ahead of time this is june 12th but uh this is gonna be one of my bonus episodes while i'm out of my apartment for a couple weeks uh i think i'm gonna air this on the what is it the 25th no that, that's not right is it no? now like the 27th I can't do math I think it's the 27th but uh yeah so hope y'all are doing good I'm just gonna talk about a couple of things on this one since I don't know what's going on in the world but I'm gonna assume we haven't died yet from a nuclear holocaust uh you know hope hopefully you know we're still in one piece by the time you hear this otherwise there's, there'll be some zombies listening to this shit but anyway I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, because you may or may not know that much about me. And then I'm going to tell you some of some Starbucks stories that I remember. And then I'm going to read to you the beginning of my book. And I think between those three things, it should be a sizable amount of a podcast. It should be a little bit entertaining. You're like riding the bus or something, or you're like bored, like lifting weights, getting buff in the gym, trying to fight niggas. I don't know what you do in your free time, but uh, I hope you enjoy this one. So first off, as you know, my name is Maurice, last name McMillan. You know, um, I'm 27, born and raised in San Francisco. I did live in Chicago for a year. Uh, After I graduated high school in 2008, I went to college at Illinois Institute of Technology, and I hated it, and then I came back. I was in Chicago, and then I came back and then went to CSU East Bay, was like a general piece of shit so it took me a long to graduate but i graduated last year and um so and i had a, i started off with a computer science major and then i was like maybe i'll double major with that in communications and then i started realizing that calculus was not the wave and then i went just all communications and the funny part about it is that i don't really like talking to people uh, I feel like I'm more comfortable on my podcast because it's like me in a room, in a room, just talking. But when it actually comes to like large groups of people, or like even moderately sized groups of people, I usually just clam up, pull out my phone, think about video games or something. So, uh, um, I guess uh, some of my favorite foods. I really love burritos. Uh, I, I know I'm late as fuck to this, but I really just started fucking with Al Pastor burritos a couple months ago. And uh, I love burritos and burgers, so that's boring American food, but I love I love a good cheeseburger. And I feel like if I were to ever go vegan or vegetarian or whatever, whether it be by choice or by health or by zombie apocalypse, whichever, I feel like the burgers is what I would probably miss the most just because... In America, like, you can get burgers. That's, like, one of the few things in America that's easier to get than a gun is a burger. So I feel like I just am just exposed to burgers all the time and always want burgers. And I'm actually going to get a free burger tomorrow. So that's dope. And um, what other foods do I like? I mean, everybody likes pizza. I usually get pepperoni and sausage on my pizza. Sometimes red onion, sometimes mushroom. But usually pepperoni and sausage is my go-to every time. I hate pineapple on pizza. That's one thing you need to know about me. If you do that, that's cool. But if we share in a pizza, we're definitely going to get half and half. Like no pineapple on my shit. Or we're going to have issues. Or I'm just going to pick them bitches off and throw them at your wall because you did this to me. But uh, yeah, I I can't think of any foods that I really, really love. I love Lasagna uh yeah and burritos is usually my main thing and um so favorite video games one of my favorite video games of all time was probably uh I want to say Tekken 5 because I put a lot of time into that game I was trying to be good I if I remember correctly I used to play a lot with Horong and Bob and I think those are and a little bit of Off, but those are my main go-to's if I remember correctly. I can't remember who I was best with, but uh, I've, I've been a big fan of the Tekken series. That's always been my favorite fighting series, but 5 is probably the one I put the most time in, and if you asked me to like, like, hey, let's go 1v1, one, one, one that was the one game where I felt the most cocky, and I would always talk the most shit. So, uh, and then another one of my favorite video games of all time is Fallout 3 um that's why i was super excited for the fallout 76 announcement and that game actually looks really good and i'm really excited and it's supposed to come out this year but we'll see if that happens it's gonna be a stacked uh well winter season like always and uh one of my other favorite games is mass effect 2 uh, i really like the whole mass effect series in general i know a lot of people hated the ending i was like yeah it's all right not the best thing but you know could have been worse but I uh Mass Effect 2 I feel like was the perfect one because they learned from all their mistakes in the first one because the first one was like a buggy mess and then the third one they I feel like they were just trying to do too many things at once but Mass Effect 2 it, and it also had the best story in my opinion and um uh, also um, a recent favorite game of all time well two actually are the witcher 3 and persona 5 those are like some newer entries but those games are just masters of what they do like the witcher 3 is probably one of the best rpgs ever made and probably ever going to be made and persona 5 i feel like is what all rpgs should try to top from now on that's the new standard for 2018 or i guess 2017 because it came out last year but if you're trying to be the best rpg or the best jrpg specifically i feel like the bar is set at persona 5 and favorite movies one of my favorite movies is pulp fiction and uh, i don't know when i first watched it but when, but whenever i the first time i watched it i just like knew, like this is a fucking gem and i know some people don't like uh quentin tarantino that much he's quote-unquote pro- problematic but Uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time I mean you can't can't take points off the board man he already got that win and he got Samuel L. Jackson in it Ving Rhames Bruce Willis John Travolta Uma Thurman like I'm supposed to walk away from that cast like nah y'all hating fuck that uh that movie is off the hook and uh How High I feel like How High is probably my first favorite movie Or actually, that's not just my first favorite movie when I was good enough to pick favorites when I was like smart enough and old enough to like pick a favorite. But I guess technically my first favorite movie was The Lion King because that's my favorite Disney movie, which makes me an old head. That's how you know, I'm a 90s black person because I feel like 90s black people always love The Lion King. I don't know that many black people around my age group who don't like The Lion King. And uh, I don't even know how to explain it. The Lion King is this, just this a gem. But how high? Uh, um, I feel like that's one of the movies that if I were to watch it to this day, I would feel like I just seen it yesterday because I've seen it so many times. I feel like I know all the jokes that are about to happen right before they happen. And I just, it just, every time I just start dying, it's just the perfect movie to me. Well, the perfect stoner movie, I guess. Plus, you got Meth Man and Red Man, so you can't go wrong with that. And if you haven't seen How High, you should probably get high and watch it, because I don't think that movie would hold up too well sober, especially like a decade plus after the fact. But that's still one of my favorite movies of all time. That's how you know I got trash taste. (laughs) And um, also, one of my favorite movies is Clerks. And Clerks 2 was great, too, but Clerks, nothing's beating the original. And I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I'm assuming Clerks Three is gonna happen, especially because Kevin Smith didn't die. I'm really glad he lived, cause he had a crazy heart attack a couple of months ago. I want to say, uh, or it could have been a year ago as of now, but it was a minute ago. But you know, we so everybody's still alive, and I am way overdue for Clerks Three. But Clerks is this I feel like is one of the more nuanced comedies that i would recommend to people because usually all the shit i watch is kind of this like 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 in your face jokes or whatever where i feel like clerks is like kind of like the subtle like wow you really kind of have to pay attention to some jokes like where it's like trying to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot and then a dude like slowly tries to walk to the parking lot like shit like that you just you just got to pay attention because, like, if you like watching The Dishes and watching Clerks, you're probably going to miss a bunch of shit. And, um, favorite musicians? Uh, my favorite rapper who's still putting out shit is probably Kendrick. And if I have to explain to you why you don't know much about hip-hop, and so I'm not going to bother. I mean, that should just be obvious. Uh, Kendrick, I just feel like, has the perfect combination of hood and inspiration and good messages versus like ghetto messages without trying to be preachy or in my opinion some people think he's preachy but I think he's doing it without being like just like oh you young kids shouldn't be doing this and that like he's like no I'm with you I've done it I'm doing it I'm learning with you like I'm no better I'm no worse and I like that approach to it he might he might I'm not a religious person but he's a he might uh, talk a lot about religious things in his rap, but I feel like it all ties into everything he writes so well. And uh one of my other favorite rappers who's not putting out shit and recently had some uh health issues. I think it was a mental health issue. I forgot what happened, but I remember he had to close, he had to cancel a show. And that's Earl Sweatshirt. And if you know me in real life, you know that's one of, that's I think that's the only t-shirt that I have that I like actually wear of a musician and I bought that shirt years ago so I got a purple Earl shirt and uh yeah Earl sweatshirt I feel like to this day even though he doesn't put out that much music and he hasn't I feel like he has the most interesting rhyme scheme of any rapper I've heard like the way he rhymes certain words together are just fucking just like i like a poet's poet if that makes sense like I'm I'm just gonna google some lyrics to Earl because my mind is blanking right now just so you can hear how fucking amazing he is but I because he's just one of my favorites and I know he's not as big as he used to be but I'm I'm gonna get you the first couple uh lines that drew me in Yo, I'm a hot and bothered astronaut. Crashing while jacking off to buffering vids and Asher raw feet and applesauce. Sent to Earth to poke Catholics in the ass with saws and knock blunt ashes into caskets and laugh it off. Twisted sicket and mad cattle. In fact, the moth off six different liquors with a prince wig blasted on. Stop screaming, bitch. You shouldn't be that alone when Big Lips is in the attic's arm with an addict's arm. And just like, he just put... Uh, his lyricism is so fucking next level and i feel like he will always be one of the most underrated musicians of all time and uh i can go on and on about earl Sweatshirt, so i'll just move on to some other genres um one of my favorite uh metal groups uh this is basic but iron maiden uh, iron maidens is so good <laughs> and uh, I, uh some other bands that i really like or uh, Slayer, another basic pick. But um, I'm trying to think of some more obscure ones that I like. I really like Angel Witch. Angel Witch is dope. I love Raven. Uh, also, so there's this band that's called Tank. And they're a heavy metal band. And there's a R&B singer or rapper or whatever named Tank. And before, back in the day, whenever I was trying to find like some Tank albums from the metal band... I will always find the shit from the R&B dude. I'm just like, motherfucker, why are you so much more talented and uh, famous than the band I'm actually trying to listen to? And I, to this day, I still don't know what any of his music sounds like. I just know that he's not the metal band I was looking for. So if you ever listen to the Phil Towns of Hades album by the, by the metal band Tank, I have that shirt. So that's another album. And uh, for punk, I'm a really big fan of uh, MDC it has a lot of nicknames like millions of dead cops and, uh, more dead cops. They, this, uh, yeah, they're, a, uh, eighties punk band. So, you know, eighties punk kids, never really big fans of the police, uh, growing up in the Reagan years. I mean, they're pretty hostile and, uh, they, uh, I feel like that band specifically has a lot of interesting songs and, uh, like, I, I, one of the ones I still listen to every once in a while when I get mad is like I listen to I Hate Work, or uh, Dick for Brains is a good one, or um, Drink to Forget. That's a classic. But uh, some other bands I like, I like Black Flag, but that's also one of the more popular uh, punk bands. And one of my favorite bands of all time is The Descendants. Um, they uh, recently put out a new album, I want to say this year or last year, I can't remember, it was recent, but they're like a 80s band, and they had been on the break for like 10 years, and the the main drummer slash songwriter had almost died a couple years ago, so another uh, mus- musical act that came close to it, so I'm glad these people are not dying, well I guess Kevin Smith's not a musical act, but another famous person who almost died, so Uh, and one of the uh, musical groups that I like, but not really cool to brag about, but whenever I get really depressed and really sad and really want to kill myself, for some reason I always say, this is the perfect time to listen to the Smiths. (laughs) Just like, you can wallow in that self-hatred and wanting to die and just feeling everything like a thousand times stronger. I don't recommend it when you're depressed, but that seems to be the only time I want to listen to them. Uh, so, uh, Cemetery Gates, one of my favorites, and, uh, I Know It's Over, classic, Uh, um, yeah, just a great fucking band, and, uh, on that note, I guess it's time to tell you some Starbucks stories, so, I remember one time, the power had went out, and the power was out for, in total, about four hours and... About 45, 46 minutes. You may be wondering how do I remember so specifically a year later. Well, I'm going to tell you why. So the power went out in the middle of a rush. And when you work at the store that I worked at, it was always a fucking rush, especially in the morning. So you're just constantly swarmed with a line at the door, white folks trying to get coffee and trying to go to work. It was surrounded by hospitals and shit. So a lot of doctors and quote unquote important people. So they had to get their coffee and go. And I remember it was a busy morning. I want to say it's like, maybe it was late in the morning. I want to say like 9 or 10. And when you go to work at like 6 and 4 a.m. and shit, 9 is kind of late. So it's about 9 or 10 a.m. And the line is this—it's out the door. Me and my coworkers are just all hating life. is questioning our life decisions and everything that led us to that moment. And then almost as God, as if God heard our prayers, and I'm not one of those people who's really religious, but this is one of those few days where me and one of my coworkers were very religious. Like the power went out, the blender stopped. And coincidentally, I was in the back of the room grabbing something. So they all thought that I had just hit the light switch, but that wouldn't have turned off the blenders and the register and shit. So all the power goes out, the lights go out. And it's it's in the middle of the morning, so it's still bright inside, and everyone just kind of looks around, and I put two and two together, and all of my coworkers put two and two together before the people in the line did, and we were like, the power's out, and one of my coworkers literally looked up and said, thank fucking god, <laughs> and the power went out, and we were just. Just so happy. All right, cool. We can go home. This day's over. We got saved by like an act of divine righteousness or doses machina, whatever you want to call it. And we are just so happy. And then my manager, this, this lady, she said, well, we can't send you home because you're still on the clock. So we can't work because we don't have, you know, electricity uh I guess we're just gonna clean so I learned after the fact that this is probably illegal to make you clean in the dark because it's a health hazard or safety hazard or uh, insert a hazard I don't know and so we just clean we're mopping we're organizing we're sorting we're going through all the expired shit throwing shit away you know scrubbing all of that bullshit and all the people who come in earlier, they they start you know, leaving one by one. And coincidentally, this is like, I want to like an hour into my shift. So I had the longest time there, excluding like the manager and the, uh, shit in the leech. Uh, what is the word? The, sh- the shift leader. Damn, it's been so long. I forgot the terminology. I want to say the shift, shift manager or shift lead, one or the other, but long story short, we, it's down to me my manager and then the shift lead and the one thing I will say about my manager this is you know uh I give her this is that at least we all got to hit her vape that day because it was just so much bullshit so me and my and the uh shift lead are just taking turns hitting my manager's vape in the parking lot because we're just like fuck today and she told us as the day started that apparently I'm not sure if it's a Starbucks policy or like food service policy or some shit she made up or it was like the district manager told her this or some sketchy shit but apparently we could have only went home if the power was out for five hours so it's like 4 4 hours and 30 minutes and we're just like cool 30 minutes so we can go home it's four we're like oh cool 20 minutes we can go home for 25 we were like oh man 15 minutes we can go power comes back on we're just like are you really power fucking 15 minutes to go power comes on and so we were trying to like persuade our boss can not we just say that it wasn't five hours and that it just happened to be on the dock can not we just she's like no sorry but fortunately i was off in like i think like 40 minutes after that time but we were all just pissed, like, this motherfucking light, motherfucking power came on at the worst fucking time, and if I remember correctly, that was the day where the power went out in the whole city, and I think that was, like, last summer, I want to say, and I think, like, I don't think it was the whole city, but it was, like, a large portion of the city we were in, and, yeah, excuse me, yeah, but, um, yeah, i I'm, we were pretty upset, long story short. And another uh fun story, this isn't even a story, it's just like a fucking dramatic retelling, but we had a mice problem for like the last, I want to say six or seven months, maybe like six or seven, no, I want to say six. Let's say five to six months of the last five to six months I was working there, we had a mice problem. Cause so uh, we we had got our store remodeled, and when the store was being remodeled, apparently one of the construction workers let in a mouse, which we were just like, okay, you know, it's one mouse, you know, we're gonna just get the mouse out, or it dies or whatever, and then we're good. It's just one. You can't can't reproduce with just one mouse so we're not really tripping but like you know weeks go by we don't see it we think it's gone and then like uh, eventually we see it and then we you know report it i don't even know who the fuck my manager was reporting this to but every time the exterminator whatever came out here you're like oh well can't find it so i guess you guys are good and this happened when it's like four or five times where it is just kind of like, well, I can't find it. Guess you guys good. It was like, we keep fucking seeing them. So maybe we're not fucking good. And the funny part is that like, all the employees are just pissed. Cause like, why are we living with mice on the regular? And after like, I want to say like the four month mark, it started to wear on my manager too. It was like, like this is fucking insane why are we seeing them every fuck every other day or like like pretty much every morning shift like when it's dead and quiet or when you're opening that's when you would see one and I remember one time I had just clocked in I had just clocked in and I had walked to the register and there was a you know old white couple waiting for me at the register and as I was clocking into the register, I was stay I was at a dead stop. You know, I'm just standing still in front of the register, and I look down and I see a mice like basically run to like under the drawers next to the blender and shit. Well, not next to the blender, but on the side of the room the blender was in. I saw a mouse run under the desk or the cupboard or whatever the fuck's on the floor, run right under like the secret cupboard or whatever like Indians in the cupboard, I don't fucking know, anyway, Mouse runs under the cupboard, you guys even remember that movie, I think that was a movie, the Indian in the cupboard, that sounds, I think it was some Disney Channel 90s shit, but Google that, I don't remember, anyway, Mouse runs under the counter, I'm at a dead stop, and I just look, and then I go, whoa, and the dude at the, the dude at the, register the old man you know him and his wife he looks at me he's like are you okay what happened and as I said I'm at a dead stop I was like uh sorry I almost fell (laughs) he's like okay anyway can I get a and then you know because that's one thing you learned about working in a coffee shop early in the morning is that people don't give a fuck they just want their coffee so they can go and now that I'm on the the customer side of that, you know, at my job, I just do my mobile order, get my simple iced coffee, or actually my simple cold brew, no sugar, no milk, no nothing, just ice, cold brew, cup, give me that shit, I'm out. Simple shit, and I, I don't want nobody to talk to me, nobody to say nothing, nobody to do nothing, so let me get in and out. So I get it now, but at the time, I was just thinking to myself, thank God these people don't give a fuck about my life, or that would have been really hard to explain. <laughs> And, uh, also I've been, uh, burned on the oven a couple of times. It's not really a story. It's just kind of like trauma. And, uh, so I've been burned on the oven so many times that now I can cook bacon with my shirt off. And every time I get burnt by the grease, I'm just like, eh, yeah, yeah, i I lived through worse. <laughs> I'm just completely numb at this point to hot greases and shit. I've been burnt by those double smoked bacon so many damn times that, you know, Cooking bacon at home don't even hurt now, so it's like whatever. And there are some other stories. Uh, I was trying to think of all of them before I got on a podcast, but it's just they just blend together. And i am will be honest with you, some of the hatred is starting to fade. When I first left Starbucks, I was like, "Fuck this place!" I hope hope these shits burn to the ground. Now that I'm a customer, I'm like, you know what? Maybe not all of them. <laughs> But uh you know it this it long this word to the wise if you can avoid working in food service or coffee service specifically that's probably the better decision more times than not but I understand from first-hand experience it's very hard to get out it's like the second you get off work you don't want to do shit and the last thing you want to do when you get off work is look for another job elsewhere. That's like the literal, that's like the whole benefit of having a job is, oh, thank God, now I don't have to look for a job. That's literally, I I would rank that above getting paid, fucking honestly. The fact that I don't have to look for a job is literally the best thing about having a job. And then the second best thing is getting paid. I don't care what anyone says. That is by far the best thing about a job. Job hunting fucking sucks for everyone involved. And I'm fortunate that I had a leg in the door at, uh, well then eat 24 now Grubhub. But you know, yeah. Um, yeah, this don't work at Starbucks. This is a long story short. (laughs) Uh, I I used to joke often that like, man, should I just sell crack this fuck the whole shit? This, this, (laughs) but I'm 99.9% sure I'd be a terrible crack dealer. Uh, so, fortunately, I never went down that career path, you know, I just got an office job, but, you know, and, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, I can't think of any other funny stories from Starbucks, because I've told so many when they happened, and now I just don't even remember them, but that power outage one, I'm still salty about that, so I remember that one very vividly. Oh, wait, no, I lied, I remember one good Starbucks story. So one time I remember the, you know, the giant coffee machines that they have at Starbucks the hot coffee machines. Ours had caught fire one day and we didn't even know it caught fire until I want to say like hours later or a day later. I know it was hours later. I take that back. So we are working And we go to make coffee like every other day. And then the coffee machine starts smoking. So we're like, uh, I guess we're gonna have to turn this shit off. And my manager, my shift at the time, uh, I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. I had a thing for her, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So my shift at the time, she, uh, calls our boss and she's like, Hey, coffee urn is smoking. We can't make coffee. What do we do? She's like, uh, you know just like take the urn out and put it on another side and see if that works we're like it's smoking I don't think switching the sides around is going to make it not smoke and so we try that naturally it doesn't work and they're like she's like okay um how about you just try to clean it really well and then see if that fixes it again it's smoking I don't think washing it is going to make it smoke any less so whatever, we do what she says, doesn't work. Then she says, all right, this don't serve coffee today. But when you're in a confined space with limited uh, entryways and no pass-through ventilation, it gets kind of smoky in there, especially when you're working, you're in a huff and especially in a busy store, you're running around, you're breathing fast, you know, taking deep breaths and shit, you don't, you don't, you realize how precious air is until you don't have that shit and you don't realize how little your employer views your life when you tell them that hey we're kind of struggling to breathe and her response is oh just take a walk and drink some water you'll be fine so naturally we were all upset and I feel like that was the day where the seed was planted at least for me, where I was like, this Starbucks shit is no longer like a joke. Like I, like, I always joke about I got to go, I got to go. But I'm like, no, I need to leave this bitch before I lose my goddamn mind and or apparently my life. So, uh, and that was the day where I saw a lot of my other coworkers. we were all talking about like, what if we all quit on the same day and all of that shit. And, uh, naturally some of us, you know, left one by one because everyone hated working at that store. I've heard stories from people who worked at other And While I don't know anyone who liked working at Starbucks, no one seems to have had as many or as horrific war stories as I did. So, you know, the almost dying from smoke inhalation, seeing mice for six months, you know, working during a power outage, like that kind of shit apparently didn't happen to most stores. So I can't write off Starbucks as a company. I think it, we just had poor management. Um... So, and, and apparently from that whole race of shit in Philadelphia, their, their management from the top down seems to be at least on the right side of history. So, I mean, I can't fault them for that either. And, uh, I definitely didn't get any like racial vibes or anything from anyone at my job. So that was cool. There was one chick who I didn't fuck with, but I don't think it was cause I was black. I think she just was a little bit of a bitch to be perfectly honest. And, uh, yeah so yeah almost died of smoke inhalation one time and then our boss said yeah walk it off bro drink a cup of water you'll be good you know i'm paraphrasing naturally this is just what our manager well my shift told us she told her so we were all like oh yeah fuck her that's bullshit so uh yeah those are my starbucks war stories that come to mind and those were like the more severe ones it left a lasting impression on my brain. So, I'm going to close this bitch out with a little bit of my book that I'm trying to write. If I ever stop being lazy and uh and procrastinating and playing video games and all that bullshit that distracts me. So, haven't picked out a name yet. Um, but I can tell you that the part I'm going to read to you is definitely not the whole tone of the book well I mean it is tone book but it's not the whole story of the book what I'm the only thing I can really say about the book without ruining the whole shit is that I basically want to write a book that is the equivalent of black anime so I want it to be the over-the-top shit that you would see in anime and it's crazy shit all the time but with black people so um first chapter is called Hookie. And I, the funniest part is the only parts I've written Haven't even gotten to why it's called hooky yet So that's a, how little I've written But nevertheless Hope y'all enjoy <clears throat> <clears throat> I don't have no water so I'm just gonna clear my throat dramatically <clears> throat> Pass me the blunt, nigga, damn Franklin interjects Tahir is momently stunned by Franklin's rudeness Just as quickly Tahir immediately realizes Franklin is in the the right. Everyone knows that whoever is holding the blunt should not start telling a long fucking story. Wait until after you pass the shit, not before. Oh, you're right, my fault. Tahir extends the almost half-smoked cigar to Franklin. Tahir was in the middle of a story about how he and some members of the MAC mob were on the way to jump someone from the Warlords gang a couple of minutes prior. They all sat in Franklin's living room in their modestly sized apartment. Tahir just starting a story that, at least by Alexis' estimation, was going to be yet another long story about dumb niggas doing dumb nigga shit, which is at least 60% of all the stories that Tahir tells on a regular basis. As Franklin grabs the blunt from him, Tahir asks, yo, what's in here anyway? This shit's good as fuck. Franklin stares at his left hand as the marijuana smoke rises above his fingers, the room steadily starting to fill. Uh, I think it's some hybrid. I think the guy said it was a cross with train wreck or something. Franklin takes a measured inhale and fills his his lungs with smoke. As he exhaled, he sinks deeper into the worn, pine-colored couch. Who cares, nigga? Tell me about the nigga flexing. I swear them warlord niggas think they the shit for no reason. Alright, so what happened was, Tahir begins. His giddiness at the chance to tell the story again is palpable. Since this is the third time he's told the story today, his delivery is almost perfect. Franklin, exhaling his second hit, takes the blunt and begins to ash it out into an old honey-colored glass ashtray. Partially filled with a mixture of cigar and cigarette ashes. Franklin passes the blunt to Alexis on his left, who is sitting on the opposite end of the couch, as she looks at her phone. Without moving her eyes from the phone screen, she grabs the blunt from Franklin with her right hand as she manages her phone grip with her left. So y'all know that little nigga who always wearing the Celtic shit? Franklin and Alexis nodded in agreement. Tahira was referring to a young man named Terrence, a 19-year-old stick-up kid in the neighborhood. Terence was a little on the heavier side, and as a result didn't run very quickly, but strategically picked his moments to avoid ever having to rely on his speed. Terence had a fondness for robbing outsiders in Warlord territory, since it was his home turf, usually sticking to a specific two-block radius. Occasionally, he would take chances in other locations as well, such as Mac Mob territory, where Franklin and Tahir reside. Franklin, Alexis, and Tahir had all heard multiple conflicting stories about Terrence robbing an NBA 2K game last night across the street from Franklin's apartment. Franklin just heard yelling and gunshots at around 1 or 2 in the morning, which wasn't especially out of the ordinary, so he didn't think anything of it. One of Alexis' friends told her that her boyfriend was going over to play 2K with some of his boys so they could hang out if she was available, to which she declined. To hear heard from his cousin Jeffrey, who was just who was there, more of the specifics of what had actually happened. According to Jeffrey's account, Terence was playing against some guy named Cole, and after putting a five hundred dollar bet on who would win, Cole beat Terence handily. All the while, talking trash from start to finish. After the game was over, Terence threw the money he owed Cole on the floor angrily and stormed out of the apartment without saying a word to anyone. A couple of minutes after terrence slammed the door shut on his way out cole left his left to go home since it was getting late and he had plans with his daughter the following morning unbeknownst to jeffrey until the next morning on cole's way outside of the gates at the bottom of the building terrence is waiting for him with a pistol in his right hand and a black baklava baklava on his face terrence put the steel to the back of cole's head as soon as he turned the corner to walk home Terence attempting to disguise his voice by talking deeper and rougher says run that shit nigga I know you got the bag nigga I already know that's you Terrence I ain't gonna give you a goddamn thing you're gonna have to kill me or it's a wrap for you I swear while Terrence has robbed several people he's never killed anyone before he wasn't sure if he was ready to do so now unsure of how he found out so quickly he drops the attempt to to distort his voice I said, run that shit, nigga, or I'm going to end all that tough guy shit right fucking now. Terrence fires off around next to Cole's foot to intimidate him. The next one won't miss either. Cole, as of having some kind of sixth sense ability to know for a fact that Terrence wouldn't kill him, continues to put up resistance. And I said, you're going to have to kill me or it's going to be a rap for you. And even if you do kill me, you're still going to be trashing 2K, you ugly-ass bitch. Terrence snapped and hit him in the back of the head with the pistol as hard as he could, and accidentally fired off another round into the sky in the opposite direction of the building they stood next to. Cole went unconscious on impact, collapsing to the ground immediately. Terrence pockets his pistol and starts to raid Cole's pockets for the money he just lost and whatever else he can find, then immediately takes off running. Franklin was half paying attention to Tahir talk because he was distracted by the noises coming out from outside his window. Alex is in her own world and also not really listening to the story Tahir was getting ready to tell. She hits the blunt a couple of times and passes it to Tahir. The three of them could be heard argu- the three of them could be her- could her- The three of them heard some arguing outside, but tuned it out. Well, him, Jeffrey, and a couple of other niggas, I don't know, were playing 2K or something, and apparently Terrence lost some money. First off, Terrence was talking mad shit. You know how niggas get when they put money on some 2K. And Terrence was talking all types of shit, talking about how the nigga he was playing wasn't shit, his mama wasn't shit, and his pet cat wasn't shit either. And then he got his ass kicked, and he started crying, talking about his controller was broke. Why niggas always complain about their controller being broken when they lose? Just man the fuck up, take the L, and move on. Damn. Anyway, he ran out the room looking like the nigga from Friday when he got his chain snatched, and all them niggas in the room started dying. Then Terrence got in his feelings, that inner hater, inner raid took over, and he got to scheming and plotting. Then the first chance he got, this man robbed a nigga that beat him in the game as soon as he left the building. He even shot him in the ass, too, and then told him his mama raised a punk-ass bitch and then ran off laughing. Niggas is ruthless out here, I swear. Tahir bust out into loud, booming laughter. In almost unison, Franklin and Alexis both yell at Tahir, Pass the blunt, nigga, damn! The sudden change of volume caught him off guard, causing him to spill the excess excess cigar ash onto his shirt, a checkered green and black button-up. Tahir extends his arm to hand Franklin the nearly finished blunt when the shouting outside got even louder. From outside the lawn window in the room, the trio could hear clearly, No! Please! Don't! This incorrigible pleading was cut off abruptly by rapid gunfire. And that's all I got. I hope y'all enjoy. Um, so I think after this one, I'll be back for a regular episode of the podcast, so... I hope y'all don't miss me too much while I'm gone. I'm sure Trump is fucking up, and I'm going to be talking about it next week. So, hope y'all are doing good. Y'all enjoy. Hit me up. Follow me on Twitter at Ugly Flame, you know. I'm um, on, you know, all the shits. uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all of that. And, uh, Yeah. Deuces. Bye.